Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to Dudes on Hockey Podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, the Sharks are into cyberbullying. No, they're not. They traded them. (laughs) They were into it for about two minutes. Two minutes. Dude, before we get into this podcast, which is our pre-NHL draft podcast, we're live streaming. We're live streaming on YouTube, dude. I, I tweeted it like an hour ago. I realized there's no one actually watching at this point. But I wanted to try it just because it's summer. You got to try new things in the summer. Cheers, dude. We're having some adult sodas and we're wearing jer- like hockey jerseys. We actually have went through wardrobe before That's we right. came in to the, wardrobe, makeup. to the podcast studio. And we're live streaming this on YouTube. There is a Dudes on Hockey channel on YouTube. So maybe throughout the summer, we'll try to live stream some of the podcasts. I'll try to give more notice when that happens. And really, the, the main reason why I wanted to live stream is because you can take chat questions during. And there's other channels that I watch where people cool. occasionally do live streams and, and, and people can submit comments and questions as we're recording. You can interact with your 10 viewers. Remember when we did that stupid... Oh, Periscope. Oh, we did Periscope. Yeah, it was yeah. Periscope. I can't forget what it was called. Well, it was, you know what? There were some things that were cool about it, but we definitely... Uh, well, I had to record it on my phone. It was kind of yeah. a pain. This time, this doing is, the computer, this is so. high tech. Look at us. We're so high tech. We're on YouTube. Dude, shout out to uh, the other dude, the third dude of our dude trio who's recovering from appendicitis. Yeah. The dude announcer who you hear before every episode and That's at right. the end of every episode. Dude, Scott, we love you. Recover. Dude, we need you out in the ice. We do. We do? We, we do. do. Yes. We do. I texted him and he said his wife had to take care of two babies. Yeah, he used that line with me too. I guess guess if you've got a golden one, you got to roll it out (laughs) twice. I never repeat any of my jokes. Never, dude. (laughs) Never. Never heard that before. Never. Never. never Well, speaking of repeating things, Doug Wilson's up to his old tricks. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Hey, hey, uh, you know, it's sort of like, you know, hey, look over here. Look over here. You won't notice what I'm doing. And he pulled it off again uh, where. He somehow manages, dude. Somehow manages. Do we have someone interacting with us? Someone is interacting. They said, dude. Dudes, this is sweet. I love it. Well, <laughs> I'm glad we have this interaction. It's, <laughs> this such, it's really adding value. This is cool. Well, you know, if they're seeing what we're doing live and they can ask uh, questions if yeah, they no, want, it's... and we'll certainly uh, read their. Uh, Read their chat There's comments. Two people watching, dude. Dude, get out of here. I know. Anyways, dude. It's amazing. Uh, if I told you that Doug Wilson was going to be able to trade Mikel Bodker for four draft picks, dude, what would you have said to me? I would have asked that you'd lay down <laughs> and perhaps put a cold compress on your head because you, you clearly were delirious, possibly from heat stroke. Or had been on the wrong medications. Well, then what if I said this? He had to trade uh, Mikel Bodker, an AHL defenseman who had slipped far down the depth chart, and a sixth and a seventh for four draft picks that were higher than those sixth and seventh. I would be at least pleasantly surprised if not shocked. I mean, that's that's a good haul. Yeah. it's It happened, dude. It happened. The Sharks somehow were able to clear themselves 
of Mikel Bodker's $4 million uh, of, of cap space. Someone say we're looking good. Yeah. I like it. Well, cheers to you. More music. Okay. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. Thank you. Um, they cleared the $4 million of cap space, dude. It's gone. Mikel Bodker's gone. I know. Who is essentially useless. We tried to dress him up, dude. We tried to put lipstick on him. It wasn't, it wasn't really... We, we convinced ourselves at least that he was mildly useful. He was mildly useful. But at, f- at $4 million, he was an anchor yes. on the salary cap situation. So he's gone. Yeah. Dude, he's gone. And the Sharks now have added to their draft pick cupboard, which was a little bare. But now they have some more pieces to work with in order to acquire talent via trade and also to chase down some pretty big fish in in this offseason where the Sharks are even more well-positioned than they were a couple days ago to try and strike and land either the pipe dream of JVR or somebody else. A I bit, mean, it's, it's a great move, dude. There's a big... There's another big piece of news that happened today which really sort of affects this whole situation but let's let's cover the trade before we get to that dude so the sharks traded for mike hoffman right who has scored over 20 goals the last four seasons sure yet the sharks chose to flip him why why is the question dude well, well, i didn't really know you, you this. know why i know this i know why because i researched it today but i can't say all of our listeners immediately went to tsn and poured the archives would you like to explain why i think you should explain dude. <laughs> it's pretty awful actually dude <laughs> i mean so apparently what and this is all in the court of public opinion right yep you know but apparently Mike Hoffman's fiance is accused of cyberbullying Eric Carlson's wife. Yes. And essentially trolling her yes. after the death of their child. Right. I that was the shock. It's one thing to troll somebody online, which happens every day in every way. <laughs> Everywhere in this country and across the world. But to troll somebody over something is heartbreaking is that i was, my jaw dropped when i read that like she made some nasty comments about and which I'm apparently not, from yeah. what i have read that the senators players and their wives and significant others have all sided with the carlsons yes and some have even posted their own posts there's a post from kyle turris's wife or girlfriend who doesn't even play for the team anymore saying good for you for sticking up and this is too far and you know you're so brave etc a very toxic situation a very toxic situation i mean mike hoffman had to go and he's come out and defended her and said this is 150 percent not us is what he said right so I don't know whether it's true or that's not. What, that's There's what Brian the... Colangelo said, too. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, clearly the senators had to choose, and they chose Eric Carlson. Of course you choose Eric right? Carlson. Okay. And they traded away a 57, 60-point NHL left-wing forward yeah. who scores goals, which is not easy to find. Essentially the same stats as Evander Kane, mm-hmm. making $2 million less, and the Sharks got him. Now, my initial reaction when this happened was, oh, my God, we just got a talent, like right. a major talent. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, and then The you read baggage that comes with yeah. this terrible. is terrible, and how can the Sharks in what I would assume to be would be a PR nightmare, how can they 
how can they justify this? Right. And I thought it was odd that when the trade went down, there was a statement by the Ottawa GM instantly about how much they love Mikel Bodker. <laughs> <laughs> nothing from Doug Wilson. Nothing. And that's not normal. Usually they yeah. make a statement through the team. There was nothing. I was like, okay. And then, right. you know, a short time afterwards, it's announced that he's flipped to Florida for a set of draft picks. So the goal here was what? Not to acquire the talent, which aside from this, dude, if this... If all this other stuff wasn't happening... We w- we could have never gotten him for Bodker, That's true. Bergman, and a pick. Of course. Never. Never. This guy, you, he would have fetched a first... He would have fetched Chris Tierney. Mm-hmm. He would have fetched, you know, uh, a major impact off our roster to get a player like this. So you can't get a Mike Hoffman unless it's damaged goods and Doug Wilson able to take out his trash and get something for it. And bravo. Yeah. Really. Amazing. It's too bad that they weren't able to get the player and the player alone without right. the baggage. But I heard Kevin Kurz refer to, I think at least a couple of times that the Ottawa GM will be mad at Doug Wilson because he flipped him. I don't quite understand that story in full. So this because is because maybe the Ottawa GM would have rather have had the picks that the Sharks got. I don't know. So this is the other part of the story that I heard was that Dale Talon had asked and wanted to trade for Mike Hoffman. And that the asking price was significantly different. Like it was a high asking price even as early as a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And that supposedly it was because Ottawa did not want to trade him within the conference. Oh. So they traded him outside of the conference and then- for nothing. I mean, for, for nothing. They gave right. him away. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. they gave him away for Mikel Bodker. Yeah. I mean, like which... I mean, I don't know. Maybe Bodker's going to revert back to the 50-point forward that he was when he played for Arizona and the Avalanche, right? Maybe. Maybe. But um, I say doubtful. (laughs) And so then would the Senators have looked better if they had traded him to Florida for the package the Sharks got? Probably. Yeah. There's no question. Yeah. I mean, everybody that I've read that's evaluated this trade has given them an F, an <laughs> F or a D, saying they really screwed up, Ottawa really blew it, and they they ate cheese large on this trade. They and blew so, it. And so now they, they're mad at Doug Wilson, which I don't... Well, I don't know that they're mad at Doug Wilson, but I don't know, but maybe they should be. I guess, I don't know. They want, didn't want him to go to the conference, and then Doug Wilson turned around and traded him to the conference. Well, too bad. Right. Well, Doug Wilson had no intention of keeping him. Right. I think he only made the trade because he knew Dale Talon wanted it. Oh, yeah. Of course. I think that's right. I think he was the go He was the middleman. Right. Absolutely. He was the fence. He was the fence. He (laughs) fenced the stolen goods. Almost literally. He did. He stole Mike Hoffman. (laughs) Yeah. And his, you know, felon fiance. And then he opened his jacket (laughs) and there was Mike Hoffman inside (laughs) with a bunch of fake watches. Yeah. And then Dale Talon chose Mike Hoffman. (laughs) Yeah, but you got to take this cyber bullier with him. <laughs> take him. Take a boat. Oh, man, that is a tawdry story. Well, dude, uh, it's the Florida Panthers problem now. <laughs> yeah, it is. And for them on paper, I mean, Mike Hoffman, for a team that almost made the playoffs, I mean, they were so close mm-hmm. to making the playoffs last year. 
I mean, does he put them over the top? I mean, they just gave away Riley Smith, who had an amazing year, and Jonathan March or so, what an amazing year. They look like fools yes. for what they gave to the Vegas Golden Knights. So maybe a little good karma coming back to the Panthers, dude. Dude, we're up to four with only an hour's notice. Sweet. So maybe this thing isn't like a total dud of an idea. It's definitely not. We got four people. Four people. Maybe the same four people watching my on four mom, different devices. One device, dad. four people. <laughs> my and, mom, my dad, my you know, sister. We know your parents aren't watching. That's true. <laughs> we do know that. We know that for sure. Dude, so the draft is tomorrow. The draft is tomorrow, but yet another big thing happened today, dude. What is that? That, okay, so earlier okay. in the week, many, yes. many people saw yes. that... Bear, that Trotz leaves the Stanley Cup winning team. Right. The Washington Capitals. Because he was going to be significantly underpaid. Right. Which, yeah, I understand I understand that, and yet I don't. I've never actually heard of this kind of dispute with a coach before. Like, you don't hear about these kinds of contract disputes with coaches. And someone even said that they did some lip reading, and when Trotz was in the handshake line with Columbus, he told the coach, the fall, the opposite coaching staff, "Oh, this is my last year. I'm out of here." Or something like that. I have no idea if that's true or Why not. Why would he say that? I don't know. Who knows? But that's <laughs> it's strange that they win a Stanley Cup. Hey, and we just he, beat you. I want you to know I'm out of here. <laughs> well, maybe he was good friends with one of those <laughs> no. guys. That, who knows? But but he's out, and then he and then he's made some statement like, "Oh, I'm in no rush," and then he was in a rush inside with the Islanders. <laughs> Well, they made him like one of the top five highest paid coaches in the NHL. Right. I I did so, not know that this was... A, well, I mean, if you're going to offer me millions of dollars, I'm going to take it. So that's the situation. So the whole you know, 45 minutes we spent on Tavares last week seems a little moot at this point because I've certainly read several things over the past few days, and you can certainly say that this coaching move cements it. We had a little difference of opinion in the comment thread from last week's show about whether Lou Lamorello is a actual drawing point for Tavares or not. We right. thought probably not. He might even be more interested in going with a guy like Kyle Dubas in, in Toronto, right. but, but not everybody agreed with us on that. Okay. So assuming maybe there's, there is some truth to that. And now they have a Stanley cup winning coach coming in. This certainly looks like a play for Tavares. Sure. Right? And and some other things I've read over the last couple of days say Tavares is leaning towards staying. It's a smart move. I mean, there is it oh, though? Well, ownership is, uh, ownership is doing they have to try and get him to stay. I mean, or they've completely fumbled this. If they thought he was going to leave, they would have traded him at the deadline. Oh, a smart move by ownership. Yes, I agree with oh, you. Oh no, by ownership. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for Barry Trotz, I think he won the cup and this is his chance to double his salary if you're washington i don't know rip up the contract and give him a new one like i mean i think they're the ones that look dumb right i I don't know if there's rules about that i guess there isn't a collective bargaining agreement with coaches so they can just tear it up right i guess i I don't know but you know or give him an extension give him an extension that had significant more value to it i don't know how do you let him leave i don't understand that. apparently they're really high on the assistant coach that's taking over okay but I I just think that's that's bogus. I mean, if the Sharks won the cup, and and then Pete DeBoer, they Sharks let Pete DeBoer leave. Right? You'd be mad. I would. You'd be mad, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd be pissed. You'd be like, what? Are, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah. why? Why can't this be? We finally found a winning formula, and, and then now you just it's over, it. yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's over, but that's not. It's not a good 
situation. It's not a good look. No, it's not a good look. And for the Islanders, it for a, a team that's been sort of the poster child of of instability. I mean, Garth Snow is, uh, you know, is so very very impulsive, and now he's gone, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you've got you know Sweet Lou, who you know, I mean, I don't know, it'd be like working for your grandpa. You know, what I mean, like it's just yeah, I. I I don't know. I don't, I'm not no disrespecting him. I just don't know if that alone would be a draw, but I can understand how people might think so. But Barry Trotz, one of the most respected coaches in the NHL. Yes. yes. Gonna definitely provide stability, a system. You know, he's going to do the best that he can with the roster that they have, but I still think that that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. They don't have a good team. You can't turn crap into gold. I, it's not, and it's not that all their players are bad, but you compare their roster to about twelve other teams, and they don't measure up. No, and when you look at the, you know, I I was reading a list of suitors, and I again I was convincing myself. I was like, okay, of the list of suitors, St. Louis, no, why? Yeah, why? Montreal, absolutely not. Toronto. Makes the most sense. But it doesn't. I mean, like, because he doesn't want to deal with that kind of, apparently, he doesn't want to deal with that kind of situation. Okay. That kind of pressure. That scrutiny, yeah. That he doesn't want to be, he's It'll from be the that John area. Tava- It'll be the Tavares show right. all day, every day. And I day. don't think he wants that sort of situation. So where could you go and not have that kind of situation? If he came to the Sharks, they would be, I bet you they would be the odds on favorite in the Western Conference to get to the cup yeah instantly yes yes instantly and would he be the first one that they'd come to in the dressing room no they'd go to joe because he'd have no shirt on that's right right and he you know especially if someone scored almost four goals because they got to ask him about that again i still i i think that this is a long shot dude but i was convincing myself i I think it got a lot it got a lot longer today like i mean i got longer we're gonna find out if he does he want to win or not because I don't think that Lou Lamorello and Trotz can fix this in the next three years. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And then he'll be 30 or 31, and then that'll be kind of past his prime. If he wants to try and win, he should go to Toronto or he should come here. And that's the truth. I mean, like, I, I think Boston, that, we said. Or he could go to Boston. Yeah. Right? I mean, he could go to Boston. They would instantly also become the cup favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he gets up to scales in any different direction. Sure. But um, you're right. This is more of a selling point for the island. But I don't think it's done. I think he's going to at least do what, t- what Stamkos did, which is go to market. See what happens. Right. S- send Kevin Durant. Send Draymond Green. <laughs> That's right. Send them all. Yeah, send, them. <laughs> send Swaggy P. <laughs> no, don't send. Oh him. wait, no, not him, not him. No, no, that guy's gone. Dude, draft. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, yeah, we're gonna get some players, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good preview, yeah, dude. Thank thanks, you, dude. Uh, no, the draft is always fun. There's always stuff that goes down. Yeah. I think we're gonna see some players moved, and you know, might the Sharks be in the mix for some of these players that are on the market? You know, you the two biggest names that I've. Well, actually, the four names that I've heard 
the most in the last week are two players from the Hurricanes, which I don't really understand why they are in a rush to trade away young talent. But Who are they going to trade? Jeff Skinner and Justin Falk. I mean, those are wow. the two players that evidently are available. I don't really get that, but okay. Uh, they have a new owner who seems to think that he knows best. So Oops. Um, those guys might be available. Jeff Skinner might be a guy that the Sharks might be interested in, but... I don't know if we're really in a position to be giving up yeah. assets for a player like that. Um, Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, that's the um, big name I've been reading. Is about. the big name, but also I, I just I don't know if the Sharks have the assets to give up to acquire a player like that. They're going to want a lot, and you know, I mean, they just sort of got Doug Wilson too, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be the one. The one that I think is interesting, if it's real and this player is actually available, is Max Pacioretty. Yeah, I heard he's available too. I read that. Because I don't think that that's necessarily just like a talent move. I think that also is a money move. And if he could be acquired for less than value. Because they need to drop salary. Because they need to drop salary or they're looking to change things up. Could the Sharks absorb the full salary of Max Pacioretty and get a player like that, a scorer like that, who didn't have a great year last year, right? At a Montreal dis- didn't have a great year. At a last discount? Year. Like at yeah. a discount. Like can you get a discount guy? I mean, would you rather get a guy like that and give up some assets? Or would you rather sign James Neal and give up no assets? I'd probably I'd probably actually rather sign something because the Sharks have specifically and purposefully gotten rid of cap space. Yeah. So they have the room. A lot, you know, people, at least, you know, I was reading uh, the recap of Kurz's, uh, um, you know, chat or Q&A that it seemed like every writer, every hockey writer on The Athletic did a Q&A in the last few days. Yeah. And he said, you know, some of these guys, Ryan O'Reilly, like, Buffalo's going to want Timo Meyer, you know? Right, and it's that's like, not... And, and not Montreal might want Timo Meyer. It's like, right. do you want to trade Timo Meyer for no. Max Pacioretty? No, no, I do not. No, I, I do and, not want and that. that's... I don't think that's the road that this is headed down. I think Doug Wilson would overpay a James Neal before he would... Yes, exactly. ...give up the young players that... I mean, Timo Meyer could score 30 next year. Sure. Without question. Yeah, no question. He might have nine assists, he might have, but he might have nine <laughs> goals. You know, it's like it could no, go either way. I but I think he's trending definitely in the right direction. The Sharks aren't looking to give up. You're right. They're young players. I think that that's part of the selling point when you're trying to recruit some of these guys and say, "Hey, look, we committed last year to giving these guys a chance, and the majority of them responded. Like right. They responded. They played well. They picked up the slack for Patrick Marlowe. Right. And we're in a good spot." That if Tavares or JVR or James Neal, these guys who in their late 20s, early 30s come here, you go, hey, this isn't just set up to be like a one-year good time. Right. Set up to be a good three- or four-year run with some all-star players in their prime. Right. So with all these players available, it seems like there could be some fun fireworks at the draft. There could be. or uh, Well, yeah, at the draft, I think that we may see... Some movement. I mean, we already said saw Montreal strike with a trade with Arizona. I mean, they flipped Galchenyuk for Domi, right? Which um, that's a dumb move for Montreal. Yeah, well, everything I've read and everything I've researched about that, it seemed like Arizona got him because basically the GM came out and said Galchenyuk is a bum. 
which basically killed the value. Well, they've on devalued him. him for the last two, three years. He had like I mean, thirty goals two years ago. Dude, I mean, it, it was yeah, it was a bad. He's move. a good player, and then they trade him for Max Domi, who's like four feet tall. <laughs> and I mean, a good player, but he hasn't scored as many goals in his career. As Gauchenya did that one year. Right, dude. I mean, like, it, it's... I mean, Gauchenya... It's another... Not, he's not a slam dunk going to be a great first-line player, but I would rather... I would much rather have Gauchenya. Oh, Arizona got better. No question. Yes. I mean, like, they no question they got better. And, uh, you know, I'm certainly not going to lay my claim with them in the Vegas draft like I did, I think, last year, saying this was the year they're going to step forward. But in the, it's certainly lined up for them to be a better team, and this can only help. But... um. We'll see what happens, dude. You know, there are some teams that apparently want to make some moves. Will the Sharks be involved in much of it? I think not, just because I think they are, unless they know that they're out, right? Right. Unless they know they're out, then I think they're waiting. I think they're waiting for free agency, and I think that they're, they think they've got a chance. Sure. Or at least they want to be in the room where they want to be in, right? in the running. Right. They want to be in the running. They right? want to have the conversation. They've got the cap space to do it. And, you know, and the other part of the question is, you know, well, what about Joe Thornton? Well, I'm sticking to my theory. I think that there is an agreement mm-hmm. with the Sharks. Hey, because that one-year $8 million contract was ridiculous. Yes, in retrospect. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, okay, we'll give this to you this year, but so next you year... Got, you got your $8 million bucks last year. This year, you got you're a You're going to do us a solid. Yeah, that's right. And I think he will. Right. Because by all accounts, he doesn't... He either wants to play for the Sharks or not play. Right. Oh, I think I think they're going to offer him something. I, I'm, sure. I have... I'm 95% sure they're going to they're gonna hammer out something, and it'll be a reasonable deal. Curtis isn't like $5 million bucks or less. I think it'll be... I'm hoping, I'm hoping well that. under that. It should be way less than that. Well under. So yeah. Anyway. I mean, I, I mean, I think he should do us a mega solid. Yeah. If he wants to put to the, together the best team, then you know, yeah. I, and I think he's all about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's not going to be like, no, don't get Tavares, pay me. Right. That's not yeah. Joe Thorne. No, no. I mean, he. I think he knows what the plan is. He's been aware of it, and we'll see what happens. The Sharks are positioned to definitely add a significant piece here, which we thought for about two hours was Mike Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I think I was actually in a work meeting, so I missed the the short Mike Hoffman era of the Sharks. So I just saw the two trades at yeah, the same time. I experienced the Mike Hoffman era, um, it, it was, and it, I was, it was super confused, and I explained it to my wife, and she found the move to be distasteful. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, well, yeah. I was like, oh, babe, but he scored like 56 points last year. <laughs> That's going to be a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean, right. you know, and yeah, and I she think wasn't she's wrong. right. Yeah. I mean, I think that in the Sharks were well aware of that. And I give them a lot of credit for turning that deal into what it was. And you know, this could be a magical offseason, dude. I mean, it could reset the entire course of this franchise. Yeah. And it's not even Tavares. Like if they don't get to if they get JVR, that could change a lot. Mm-hmm. A 30 goal winger. Yep. You have a full year of Kane and JVR. And you know, I think that Kurz, who whose work has improved by a million times on the athletic. Agreed. Um 
I enjoy reading his his what he writes, and um, it's certainly less news and more insight. Yeah, I, it, it must be such a grind to have to like file a story after oh, yeah. every stupid yeah, game. Yeah, and he's free of that now. Right. And I thought he wrote a really good article uh, today. I think it was today about the Sharks really uh, the scouting department needing to be under a microscope after and during this draft because their track record in the early rounds in the early rounds is, not is very good. poor. Yeah, and they have missed a lot and will they hit this year in a pretty important year so and it's supposed to be a pretty deep draft and it's not like the sharks are going to get a slam dunk all-star in the mid-20s or wherever their their pick is but um there's going to be some good players sure and they haven't even you know other than timo meyer they haven't even been able to to produce a player from the first round in several years i mean these guys have flamed out and even in the second round Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I hope the Sharks can can get this pick right. And uh, they've really done great in the international market, as we know. You know, they've produced, you know, with Carlson, Donskoy, Sorensen. And uh, people seem to be high on the player that they signed yep. uh, this offseason. So I can't remember his name. Yeah. But I'm high on him, too. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, our uh, YouTube viewers have gone silent. Yeah, Any, I know. Anything no to com- say? We got three people. One person couldn't uh, stick with it. It's, but, your, uh, it's your last chance because I'm, I'm um, about to sign off. Mikel Bodker looking good dudes. Dudes. Anything? No. Nope. Nothing? Nothing. No, no one's got anything? That's okay. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed it. I, this is fun, dude. This is fun. It, it sort of spruces it up in the off season. Yeah. You know, we'll see if it, it sticks around. As you said, uh, I watched the the recent real sports with the guys who do the soccer podcast, which yeah. I didn't know about, but I had, I had heard the name, but I'd never watched it. Oh, it's entertaining. Dude. I might like have it. to, I might have to watch it. Cause I, I do like me some football and, uh, I don't know. Just give me an idea. Let's try something new. Let's do this. I'm down to YouTube. So the next podcast, dude, Monday. Yes. Okay, Monday, Mo- Monday, it's a big day. We'll tell everybody what the day is on Monday. Um, <laughs> Look for an evening time podcast. I'll try to tweet out or post on the Facebook page uh, when we will actually be broadcasting. Hopefully, we'll have a few more people watching, commenting, and uh, having a good time with our uh, summer break and summer uh, experiments. Sounds good, dude. All right, dude. Talk to you Monday. Bye. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.